Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, did you hear about First Lady Jill Biden? Did you you hear about this? It's it's kind of funny. Uh, She was speaking to a group of Hispanics and, uh, well, in essence, she called them a bunch of tacos. Yeah, it was uh, it was bad. It was uh, it was not good. Hey, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Here's my telephone number: eight seven seven Bob Live eight seven seven two six two fifty four eighty three. Yes, it is true. The first lady of the United States speaking to a group of Hispanics. Basically, called them a bunch of tacos. Yeah, she was trying to be funny, and uh, there were a few laughs, but there was a whole lot of offense. Some people are all bent out of shape and offended over it. Here's my take give her a break. Leave the wives of the president alone. The critics were just merciless to uh, Trump's wife. I mean, they treated her like dirt. Uh, Leave the first lady alone. She made a mistake. She was trying to be funny. She has apologized for it. Leave it alone. Just, hey, who doesn't make mistakes when they're speaking? I could write a book on things that I shouldn't say. Can I got important stuff to talk about, but can I tell you a quick story? Um, back when, when I was pastoring in Westerville, one of the things that I loved most about pastoring was baby dedications. In Baptist churches, we don't baptize babies. We dedicate them. We dedicate them to God. And I always tried to make a baby dedication really, really special. Because it is a special event. And uh, so one of our key couples in the church, they were dedicating their little girl, and we had it planned and scheduled, and I spent a lot of time preparing what I would say and the verse of Scripture that I would use and the challenge that I would give the parents. and so Because I wanted to do a good job for these, you know, this special couple. So I read this scripture, I made my remarks, and uh, then I prayed, and I prayed loudly and enthusiastically, as I do often. And in my prayer, I thanked God for the fruit of the loom. Not womb, loom fruit of the loom. The congregation broke into raucous laughter. People were rolling on the floor. The couple in front of me, their shoulders are heaving with laughter. And I have no idea why. I'm thinking... I'm trying to be so serious here. I was reading scripture and I'm praying. Why is everybody laughing at me? What is going on here? 
I had no idea what I had said <clears throat> until it was all said and done. And I would imagine my wife told me she would have done it nicely and graciously while she was holding her stomach from laughing. <clears throat> yes, I, I. that's a true story. I thank God very loudly for the fruit of the loom. Yeah. For years, I was going to write a book, and maybe I still will. And the title of the book was going to be Bernie's Bloops and Blunders. Oh, I could I could fill a whole book. <laughs> I could. So give the first lady a pass. Leave her alone. So she called a bunch of Hispanic people tacos. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Hey, uh, some good news. Uh, this falls into May His Tribe Increase category. And once again, it is Tony Dungy. Now, I am going to be very, very interested to see if he is still a commentator for the NFL this coming fall. I don't remember what network he's on. Is he on Fox now? I, I, don't, I don't even know, and it's not important. I will be very surprised if he is still. Now, he's one of the most popular commentators in the NFL broadcast because of his vast knowledge. Not only that, the first black head coach to win a Super Bowl. He's in the Hall of Fame. People love him. He is kind. He's gracious. But... He's pro-life. And if you're pro-life, you're out of here. As far as entertainment, the NFL, the sports world, and so forth. And you know what? Tony Dungy doesn't care. I hope he keeps his job. I really do. We need him. But God bless him. Uh, Over this past weekend, he sent out a series of tweets using scripture, science, and philosophy to argue that society, quote, should focus on the baby in the womb, not the loom. (laughs) I still can't believe I did that, but I did. Uh, Focus on the baby in the womb, Dungy urged his Twitter followers to have conversations on the issue without being divisive. He said, quote, this is from a tweet, public tweet, God is placing life in the womb. He is forming that life. Is it okay for us to decide to end it? He tweeted. And then he went on. You can come to your own conclusions on when that moment is. But the point is that God is placing life in the womb. He is forming that life. Is it okay for us to decide to end it? Well, he has received a great deal of pushback on Twitter and other places, and it's okay. And here's really interesting a New Yorker correspondent, New Yorker magazine, big time. This is not some cheap rag. This is the New Yorker. One of the writers for the New Yorker said, the pro-life idea about being biblical, quote, 
It's a brand new idea made up in the 70s. In the Bible and for nearly all of Christian history, life was thought to begin sometime in the second trimester. Talk about ignorance. He said, believing that the Bible says that life begins at conception, he said, it's a brand new idea made up in the 70s. To which Tony Dungy said, uh, read Jeremiah 1 5, Psalm 139, 13 to 16, Genesis 25, 23, and then see what you think. He gave him verses of Scripture. Good for Tony Dungy. He has not backed down. He's been kind. He's been gracious, but absolutely uncompromising on the issue of life. Uh, Pray for him. And uh, I am hoping we will see him in the broadcast booth this fall. May his tribe increase. We need more public figures with that kind of courage. God bless him. God bless him. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. It's an epidemic, and the World Health Organization is uh, is right smack in the middle of this incredibly dangerous in many ways, life-threatening epidemic. And yes, the World Health Organization is right smack in the middle of handling this epidemic. What is the epidemic? Well, no, it's not COVID. No, no, it's um, science denying. Yeah, it is a full-blown epidemic. The denial of clear Science And the bizarre thing is, the epidemic is running rampant in the medical community. Yeah, denying clear, clear science. What am I talking about? Listen to this headline. World Health Organization now says gender exists on a continuum and is beyond... Non-binary. Now, what does non-binary mean? Well, it's not just male and female. It can be, you know, a few other things. That's non-binary. Well, the World Health Organization is now saying, oh, it goes beyond that. It is on a continuum. Now, what do we know about a continuum? It goes on and on and on. And on and on. There's almost no limit. Quote, the WHO 
the World Health Organization, has an existing gender mainstreaming manual. A gender mainstreaming manual. And in the manual, the WHO argues that there are many genders existing on a spectrum from male to female, but that no longer goes far enough. No longer? It no longer goes far? What changed? Science change? Human nature change? Gender change? Sexuality change? Uh, No. Culture has changed. Quote, The updated guidance will focus on highlighting and expanding on the concept of intersectionality uh, yeah. Intersectionality, which looks at how, listen to this gobbledygook, which looks at how gender power dynamics interact with other hierarchies of privilege or disadvantage resulting in inequality and differential health outcomes for different people. That is a quote from who? <laughs> Not sure what that means, uh, you know. Uh, the update will emphasize, quote, going beyond non-binary approaches to gender and health to recognize gender and sexual diversity or the concepts that gender identity exists on a continuum and that sex is not limited to male or female. Uh, what is the scientific evidence well, they don't give any. What is the proof that sex goes beyond male and female? Well, they they don't they don't have any because that's I mean science is I mean real science. I'm not talking about fake phony science. Real science is pretty clear. You got this thing about chromosomes. Yeah, this 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 troubling thing called chromosomes, and if you got a certain set of chromosomes, you're a male. If you got a certain set of chromosomes, you're female. And that's it. Except in extremely, extremely, extremely rare situations. That's science. Male, female. Men, women. Boy, girl. It is absolutely breathtaking how the scientific community can adhere to such unscientific concepts. Mm, wow. All right. Hey, let's go to the phone. I've got Kurt, I believe, in London, Ohio. I don't think that's London, England. Hey, Kurt, welcome. You're on Bobberty Live. Thanks for calling. You can tell by my Southern Ohio accent. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing my tail off here. Um, you appear to be stuck in the mindset that says uh, gender and sex are determined by biology. I know. If you were smarter, you'd understand that it's a societal construct. Of course. And so so if culture changes, well, of course the definitions can change. And everything you said, that it's just so laughable. Well, it would be laughable, but it wasn't hurting people. Yeah, yeah. We don't, uh, you don't treat anorexics by helping them lose weight. You know, you don't encourage somebody with gender dysmorphia uh, to uh, uh, 
to to get an operation to look more like what they think they should look like. Right, right. Yeah, but that wasn't what I called about. But man, you just had me rolling there for a second. <laughs> hey, a um, couple things about when life begins. I have a number of uh, Christian friends who claim that life begins at birth because that was how it worked with Adam. And of course, I'll point out you realize that's kind of a very special case. Really? I, no, I, I've never heard that argument. Um, it, it, I have that, never heard that argument. Oh, wow. Huh. I, I hear it all the time. Isn't that interesting? That life uh, begins at birth because of Adam. No, I'm sorry. When you take your first breath. Oh, when you take your—okay. All right. I, okay. I, okay. I, I got gotcha. you. I probably said it wrong. My apologies. No, no, no. That's uh, fine. And that's what it says. You know, he formed man out of the earth and right. breathed life into him, and he became a living being. Well, cool. Adam's the only human besides Eve who was never an unborn child. That is correct. So, so that is really a, pardon me, but that's really a dumb analogy. It's uh, it's one that's very easy to, to shoot down, that's for yeah. true. And then the other one I know is from uh, Exodus 21, and I just saw recently, you know, a rabbi post that, you know, the Torah, the Midrash, the, uh-huh. uh, what they're trying to say, Talmud, all say that, you know, uh, uh, mom's life comes before the kid. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure where that, I don't know anything about the uh, Midrash or Talmud, but uh, I don't know where in the world you got that out of uh, Torah. In Exodus 21, it says if two men fight and they strike a pregnant woman so that she gives birth and prematurely, and the kid's okay, then you you get fined for striking the woman. But if but not, if it's you, murder. If you cause a miscarriage, it's murder. Life yeah. for life. I know, Kurt, it is such a common sense thing, but that's a problem. We have lost all common sense. Always appreciate it when you call. Please call again. God bless you. We've got to go quick. 